the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Witnessing for Christ is an awesome task that belongs to every believer. The question is, are we doing it? Listen to today as Pastor Rander continues to encourage us to be effective witnesses by explaining the role a man of unusual dress and diet played in acting as a precursor to Jesus in this message. John the Baptist bears witness of the light. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. Say meditate. How, how much? Therein, day and night. That means you have to weed a whole lot of things out of your life in order to meditate on the word of God day and night that you mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. The word of God is the best cure for any believer who struggles with doubt. Did you hear what I just said? The word of God is the best cure for any believer who struggles with doubt. It is, it does, it does, the word of God does what medicine can't do, herbs can't do, the word of God does what drugs can't do, alcohol can't do, psychotherapy can't do, philosophy can't do, you're living in politics, doubt can't, politics can't help your doubt, and money can't help your doubt. You have a whole lot of money and still be doubting. Nothing cures doubt like the word of God. See, believers doubt because of spiritual regression and backsliding. Believers doubt because of spiritual regression and backsliding. In Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 22, it says, Return you backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Indeed, we do come to you, for you are the Lord our God. Beloved, your doubt will increase as you drift further away from Christ. The further away from Christ you get, the more doubts you will have in your life. Also, a backslidden condition results in believers not being able to hear the voice of God. You can backslide so far from God that you can't even know. You don't even know when he's speaking. You don't know. You can't recognize the voice of God. And when you don't know the voice of God, then it results in deception. When you don't know when God is speaking, it results in confusion. When you don't know when God is speaking, it results in making bad decisions. D, believers doubt when they place their faith in human reasoning. When you place your faith in human reasoning, intellectualism, psychology, political correctness, evolution, and secular humanism instead of the truth of God's word. Let me just say that again. Believers doubt when you place your trust in human reasoning, intellectualism, psychology, political correctness, evolution, and secular humanism instead of the truth of God's word. John seventeen seventeen says, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. You open yourself up for doubt when you value worldly ideologies over the truth of God's word. John eight thirty two also says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's John 
8.32. There's nothing like the word of God. Human reasoning cannot help you. Intellectualism will not remove doubt. You can be astute, intelligent, even a scholar and be on a straight road to hell. E, believers doubt when they pursue the things of the world only to discover that cheap substitutes are insufficient and will not satisfy their thirsty souls. Believers doubt when they pursue the things of the world only to discover that cheap substitutes are insufficient and will not satisfy their thirsty souls. Psalms 42, 1 through 2a says, as a deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you. Oh God, my, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. My friend, nothing or no one satisfies like the Lord Jesus Christ who brings inner peace and who brings contentment. Jesus is our peace. He's so much peace that he's called the Prince of Peace. And when you have peace from within, because of having Jesus Christ and relying on him, then you can have contentment. F, believers will surely doubt if they follow anything or anyone else other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Believers will surely doubt if they follow anything or anyone else other than the Lord Jesus Christ. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 11 through 13, it says, For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, and I'm of Cephas, and I'm of Christ. Verse 13, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? My friend, even today, there are still believers who follow influential Christians such as popular, eloquent and persuasive preachers and teachers and Christian celebrities rather than following Christ. When you follow people, you will be led astray. You follow people, they'll lead you right out of the church. They'll disconnect you from the church. That's right. You are not here to promote people. If those persons in leadership are right, they will be like John and point you to Jesus. People will let you down. I want you to hear me well. People will let you down. Why? Because they are sinners. You you don't know their motives, their agenda. (laughs) They will let you down by falling into sin. They'll let you down by making bad decisions. Resulting in doubt. And and listen, when you follow people and they let you down, you know what happened then? You get all turned upside down and then you begin to doubt God. You begin to doubt your faith in Christ and you'll even leave the church because you you've been hurt by the people that were leading you with the wrong motives. Your confidence in people will cause you. Listen to this. Your confidence in people will cause you to doubt the God who saved you in the first place. That's a big thought. Your confidence in people will cause you to doubt the God who saved you in the first place. People are not your hope. Don't put your confidence in people. Don't even put your confidence in me. That's right. I have to cry to God. 
That's right. I'm not a perfect pastor. <laughs> I'm not a perfect shepherd, under shepherd. Uh, I can blow it just like anybody else in here. I have a sin nature just like you. I have to repent just like you. That's right. We are, we are all sinners saved by grace. Amen. And by the way, don't focus on the fact that you're a sinner. You need to focus on the fact that you're saved by grace. Because you hear for, well, I'm just a sinner. That's why I stole. I'm just a sinner. That's why I lied. Start focusing on the fact that you're saved by grace. Okay. <laughs> As you walk with Christ, there ought, be, there ought to be less sin. Huh? There will be a decreasing sin factor as your walk increase in the Lord. G, believers doubt when they believe the lies of Satan. You believe his lie? Ooh, you headed for some hard times. Believers doubt when they believe the lies of Satan. Genesis 3, 4 says, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. That's a lying devil. He's a lying devil. And you know what? Satan has lied to you and you believed it. And if y'all, how many, I, I'm almost scared to ask, ask it, but you know it's true. You know what I'm going to ask. How many of you been lied to by Satan and you believed it? You know, come on, let's understand. You bit into it. Oh, come A perfect record. You, a perfect record, huh? You've been one up on Satan all your life. <laughs> you tell that to a little two-year-old. <laughs> You will not surely die. He was lying. He's a snag tooth lie. Liar. This is, listen, this is the first lie and Satan has been lying ever since because he's the father of lies. He's the master liar, the chief liar, the habitual liar, the no good liar, the evil liar. He has a lying spirit. John 8, 44 says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in the devil, in him, pronoun for devil. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. He's the embodiment of lies, for he is a liar and the father of it. And if you're playing in the devil's camp, you are already deceived and you are as messed up as you can be. Both Adam and Eve died spiritually and not years later, but centuries later, because Adam lived to be about 930 years old. Centuries later, they died physically. Humanity has been dying ever since. They believe Satan's lie, got duped and deceived, fell into sin, and huma- the human race plunged into sin. But thank God for the second Adam who came and fixed up what the devil, our first uh, parents, Adam and Eve, messed up. Amen? H, doubt is spiritual detrimental to our relationship with Christ if we allow Satan to cause us to doubt God's word and will for our lives. Doubt is spiritually detrimental to our relationship with Christ if we allow Satan to cause us to doubt God's word and will for our lives. Right back there again in Genesis chapter 3. See, people want to throw out the book of Genesis. But if you throw out, the book, if you don't believe the book of Genesis, you might have well shut down the whole Bible. Everything in the Bible goes back to Genesis. Even Jesus referenced things that happened back in Genesis. In Genesis chapter three, verse one, it says, now the serpent, the serpent, that's another name for the devil, was more cunning than any beast of the, of the field. Matter of fact, he's a smart devil. He's an old devil. 
And some of y'all think y'all can fool the devil. You can't fool the devil. The devil been studying humanity ever since Adam and Eve. He's been around. The devil doesn't have an age. He's a spirit. Huh? He's a fallen angel. He's a no good devil. So the serpent, the devil, uh, was more cunning than, than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said? Now, underline that. Underline those four words. Has God indeed said? You see that? He was cast in doubt on the word of God. He was cast in doubt on the word of God. God had already spoke and said what he wanted them to do and not to do. And here come the slithering devil you know, working through that snake and talking to him. Has God really said that? You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Beloved, if Satan deceives you into doubting God's word, what else in this world do you have to put your trust in? If he can get you to doubt the word of God, then what else do you put your trust in? Where else do you go? What hope have you? Uh, the word of God, my friends, is reliable. The word of God is trustworthy. The word of God is sufficient to meet our every need. I better say it again because I want you to get the point. The word of God is what? Reliable. It is what? Trustworthy. And it is what? Sufficient. And if it's all of that, no wonder Satan wants to cast doubt, wants you to cast doubt on the word of God. Because your whole foundation is gone if you doubt the validity and the authority of the word of God. What else do you have to stand on? I, Christians doubt because they take their eyes off Jesus and focus on their circumstances. Christians doubt because they take their eyes off of whom? Jesus. And focus on their own circumstances. I love this passage. It's one of my favorite. I read it all the time, especially for messages. Uh, Matthew 14, 25 through 31 says, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, ah, It's a ghost! It was, that water, it was pitch black out on that water. It was dark. It was stormy. Windy, wind raging, the waves lashing against the boat. And here they, they see something they've never seen before walking on the water. And they were scared out of their sandals and it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. You'd have been trembling too. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. Hey, y'all, it's me. <laughs> I'm just talking y'all language. It's me. Don't worry. It's me. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. <laughs> I like what Jesus said. He out there, that water raging, the wind blowing. Jesus looked, looked at him. He didn't, he didn't get philosophical. He didn't give him a paragraph. He didn't even give him a sentence. He just stood out there in the winds and the waves and said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, now don't talk about Peter too much. The other disciples, I don't see nobody else getting out that boat but Peter. Okay, so give Peter a break. I don't know if, if you were there, would you have gotten out that boat? I said, boy, you can get out there by you. I'm going to stay right here. Let God come to me. He's God. I can see you talking that noise. Huh. I'm waiting on him to come to me. 
Peter did get out of the boat. Come, he got down. He walked. Look, he got, he, he come down out of the boat. He walked on water to Jesus. When you keep your eyes on Jesus, he works miracles. He's supernatural. He's miraculous. He works wonders when you keep your eyes on him, especially in the midst of stormy times. Verse 30, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Now, you know what? He didn't pray a long prayer. Lord, thou who art from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God from ages past, you who are Alpha and the Omega. Help! Help! Save me! Sometimes the short prayers are the best prayers. Sometimes y'all just want to get cute, want to impress folks. Cut to the chase and say, Help! Have mercy! Keep me, hold me. His prayer was short. Sometimes the shortest prayers are the best. Lord, save me. A three-word prayer. And God came through. Verse 31, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hands. And look, it says, don't, don't, don't look past this. And look what happened. And caught him. Look at that. And what did he And what? Caught him. You know why he had to catch him? Because he was what? He was going, and he was going down fast. By that time, he was already to his neck, probably. He was already, go, 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 shoot. God is right on time. How many of you know he's on time, God? He may not come when you want him, but I submit to you today, he's an on-time God. And right in the nick of time, God, the scripture says, God reached down with those celestial hands and caught him and pulled him up. Here's the El Shaddai pulling up this little human frail spectacle of a man. <laughs> hey boy, what's wrong with you? <laughs> he said, oh, oh, I, I said all that to get to this point. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? That is right there. Why didn't you keep your eyes on me? You the one said, could I come? <laughs> and I, I just obliged you. I just told you to come on, come. Now, if you believe me enough to get out that boat, then you you should have had enough sense, boy, to keep your eyes on me. I know I would. I don't know. I guess I maybe I done like Peter. Maybe I'd start trembling too. That because that wind, man, that wind was hard, and the rage, the raging. Sometimes you get, but you know that's thank you, Holy Ghost. Sometimes you can be so scared, you too scared not to take your eyes off Jesus. That can happen that way too. I'm so scared right now, God. I ain't taking my eyes off you because I know you my only hope. But here Peter doubted while the other 11 was still on that boat. They didn't say a word. You know the power of God is on display. When he got on that, when he got back on that boat, everything, shh, calm down. You know why? He was the master of the sea. Creation. Submit. 
to the God of all creation. Peter didn't begin to sink until he took his eyes off of Jesus and focused on the stormy weather in the midst of the sea. Looking at your circumstances only ushers in despair. And somebody under my voice, you're in a storm right now. Some of you about to go into a storm. Some of you just come out of a storm. And if you don't keep your eyes on Jesus, you're going to be miserable. You're going to be hopeless. You're going to be filled with depression. You're going to be filled with bitterness and worry. You're going to be filled with fear. Some of you are angry at your circumstances because your eyes have shifted to your circumstances from Jesus. And doubt is going to have his way with you. But when you keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, he fills you with hope, peace. He fills you with inner tranquility, courage, and confidence. In closing, beloved, if you focus on the turmoil in this world, if you focus on the hate, the chaos, the confusion, the murder, the terrorism, and the insanity in this world, as well as the, your own personal issues in your own life, you will surely doubt. Keeping your eyes fixed on Christ is the only way you can survive the times in which you live. Your only hope is to come to Christ who gives peace of mind and rest for your soul. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus's blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on my Jesus name. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my ankle holds within the veil. On Christ, I say on Christ. Not money, on Christ, not people, on Christ, not my best so-called friend, on Christ, not uh, drugs, on Christ, not gambling, on Christ, not stuff, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other grounds is sinking sand. If you put your hope on anything or in anything else, you will doubt and like Peter, even sink. But I got news for you. Even today, wherever you are, it's not too late for you to cry out. Lord, have mercy. Lord, save me. And all God's children said, Amen. let's pray. Father, you spoke to our hearts and we needed just what you've said. A whole lot was said in this message. And I pray that the people of God here in this congregation by radio, television or whatever. will be processing this for days, weeks and even years to come. Lord, Satan's so busy. The world is so dangerous. And people are procrastinating. They're passing up their God moment. 
I pray in the name of Jesus that people not leave like they came or they walk out of here uh, unsaved, uncertain, without a church home, procrastinating, telling you, putting God off as if they control their own destiny. I pray that they would move this way, get right with God, connect and become a member of a good, healthy Bible teaching church so that they can stand in these last evil days and not drown in Jesus name. And all God's children said, you know something, the best prayer you can pray is Lord save me. You get that? Let's say it together. Lord save me. Say it again. Lord save me. Say Lord help me. Lord if you want his help, you, if you want his salvation, it can't be on your terms. It has to be on his terms. You have to say, Lord, I surrender. I humble myself and I realize I'm a sinner in need of a savior. Thank you for dying on that cross for me. Amen. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Join the Maranatha Bible Church family on Resurrection Sunday, April 9th, for our 8 a.m. worship celebration, children's program at 9.30 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. worship celebration as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. What a blessing it is to know that Christ Jesus lives today and every day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.